like you really who and I, I'm sorry I don't know what happens in Idaho I know they have potatoes and stuff but why in, why? in a very rip, peaceful you're state you're trying to get rid of our conservative bag and I need I need to caution you <laughs> I'm not because trying to. I'm that, but that's my, my point. Is this Idaho is supposed to be a peaceful state? I have a friend who's from Idaho. Her family's very peaceful. They're just out in the mountains. They ski and they hike and stuff. I'm like, hashtag yes, not Idaho. Not all Idaho. But it's like it's a peaceful state, and then all of a sudden you see like a U-Haul van with 30 people in it, all dressed the same that want to go fight gay people. I'm like, They're why? Who has that much energy? Why? That's what I've never understood. <laughs> Why you have all this energy if you're not part of the club? Thank you. If I was a white person, Uh-oh. which listeners, I obviously am not. Uh-oh. <laughs> and let's say I was not completely for the blacks. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> okay, okay, I don't like Wait where this is going. <laughs> I, I do not like where this is going. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. So what if, if I'm I not truly for didn't the blacks? Care, if I truly didn't care... Like, let's say I don't like them, but I'm truly not all that concerned. As long as they're not around me, I'm cool. Why am I going in a truck to start being at, like, to start protesting Black Lives Matter events and to be out here being like, White Lives Matter. Best I'll do is there are so many towns in this America that have a 99.9% white population. Mm. Just I'll just go to one of them and live my life and see the few black people that happen to live there but be surrounded by the whites that I like. I feel the exact same thing with yeah, gay people. But like if you truly if you're truly not one of them, why are you that concerned? Truly. Because I don't get it. I I don't see why you're so obsessed with this. I feel like this is a deeper conversation. I have so many Ooh. comments. <laughs> <laughs> I have so why many they care. things to say. I mean I know, we know why they care. We know why they care. We all Can know we why all they care. Just be friends. Right. You know? Why can't oh. we just let they people want, like? Do I was their like, own I thing. got on this podcast saying that question like she's. I've I've actually watched episodes. I've yeah. listened to so much episodes like that's clearly that not, not the vibe here. That is not the energy not in the big cause podcast. Family, like. family, exactly. Family. We're a family, not friends. Okay, I don't have to like you, but I love you. What's exactly. so? That what's is the saying, energy. Uh, when you're in the village, you're with your family, but your family may not be with you. What? Wait, what? That was just from a Jadena song. That's the only when way. When you're oh in the God. village, you're with your family. But your family, family may not, may be, not with be, you. be with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Yo. No, that's stupid. Who hurt him? I, <laughs> apparently, his I family. Mean, <laughs> I mean, Jadena is Nigerian, so we know exactly who hurt him. We know exactly who hurt him. What? Ibo Kwenu. Yeah. I did that for the Igbo people out there. <laughs> Igbo people, you don't know that I know yourself. Do we have to give context? I think Fez is probably very confused. Like the tribe, like I, some I'm tribes, like have I'm, a thing. Like no, I'm yeah. somewhat cultured. I know. Yeah, I know, I know uh, you're cultured. I, I read. You. <laughs> no, actually, like people for real. don't do that. No, no. So does Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> no, no. Like actually, like I've devoted. I don't know. If, so some, so some fun facts about me. I've actually, you know, in my free time actually enjoy studying theology, culture, history, all this stuff, and learning about, you know, especially, you know, you know, parts of the world that aren't as, you know, talked about, especially, you know, Africa, all of Asia, basically, Middle East, you know, stuff like that. Um, Come on, cultural lessons. I mean, look, it's like, there's so much cool stuff. I mean, if, if if it was for the American school system, you wouldn't have known that one of the first uh, churches was in Ethiopia. That's true. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, people, as we just discussed, people still think that Jesus is a white man. 
Mm. People in this country can't pick their country out on a map. So I don't really trust them with a lot of things. Well, you know what's interesting? Actually, literally every part of the world has like a version of Jesus that looks like them. Like, F, like actually, like you can find. Yeah. No, no, I'm serious. Like, obviously, you, we know we know white Jesus from, from good old Renaissance. Yes. Mm. But, you know, there's also, you know... There is black Jesus from, you know, Africa and yeah. especially from here in America. But there's also some East. Jesus. No, there is. There's there East are, Asian seen, like, East paintings Asian of, Jesus. of Jesus. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, you know, we think of it as malicious. And yes, it did definitely became a malicious kind of tool to use. Mm-hmm. But initially, you know, you got to understand like people in like the Middle Ages and before that, they didn't like tr- they didn't go traveling around the world like we did. Like they, you know, they saw that hey, this guy Jesus, you know, is he's the son of God. And it's like, you know, these you know, peasants in Europe be like, okay, I've seen everybody around me and that's all I know about my entire life. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm going to draw that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and it's the same thing everywhere you go, you know. But <clears throat> now we should know better than to uh, you know, I know. G- think of him as a good-looking white dude. I know, because it's like we all know exactly where he's Mormons. from. <laughs> Looking at you, Host- Mormons. Hosting oh us God. our Mormon bag. I'm sorry. No, the Mormons love <laughs> us. Your vast Mormon be, bag. I'm sorry. Y'all just don't want a beg to be successful. We could, I believe, see the way that we talk about Jesus. I know that there are conservative people who are listening to us. Of we course there are. We are talking about Idaho. <laughs> stop, stop. This is why we're but losing them. But I just said we like, love the people of Idaho. You like your one friend. <laughs> That's the little bit like, I have a white friend. His name is oh, Jeff. God. He's very nice. He but is, actually. You know, he's, he's very he is nice actually guy. very nice, though. He's actually very nice. <laughs> he is. He's one of the few valid white men I keep in my life. Before this past weekend, I could have very aggressively clung to that. And now it's like I went, I saw all these people who I knew before. They all live in New York. All of them are white. And I'm like, oh, God, I do have white friends. You do. I do have white friends. My boyfriend is also white. So but you also I can't really like say I don't have white my friends. My favorite white girl energy. Me? Yes. Okay. When you get into your white girl bag, <laughs> that is some of my favorite. Like, I love... I love a white girl who just wants to be a white girl. Like, you're not trying to be black. You're not trying to give Unapologetically ethnic. white. <laughs> yes. <laughs> give nice. me Drew Barrymore realness. Lord. Stop. What is Drew Barrymore doing anyway? She has a show. She's right? living her life. I think she has a talk she's show right now. Doing, being unproblematic. That's what she's mm. doing. Is she? I have no idea. I was going to say, let's not claim that. <laughs> somebody, not I mean, look, have you heard says, of her recently? <laughs> Exactly. I, I guess know. That's, a, that's a very good point. That is a very good point. I'm just you know, yeah, Same I'm thing just, with Hillary Duff. Like, again, God bless that woman. True. One of the only, actually, yeah. <laughs> the last few Disney children who actually survived. I know. Why? Like, I, that's what's that's what's been trying to get me is all the white girls who be trying to call me sis and girl. Stop it. Mm-mm. Just I like the people who be like, oh my goodness, like Esther, it's so nice to see you. Yes. That's what I want from my white. That's what I want from you. <laughs> Give me white realness. Give me all of white the white realness. energy. All oh the my white God, energy. My That's what I need from you. I'm not asking you. I have black friends. I have people mm-hmm. who call me sis. It's all right. You don't need to fill that void in my life. They. It's fine. If it's one thing, it's like okay. If they if they're like you know a white person growing up in like predominantly black neighborhoods, like that's like who they are. That's it's like, different. That's cool, yeah. But like. You can tell, like it's just, like it's just forced. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. hello, sis. Like, stop. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The amount of, like, like when somebody never, approaches you and they say, "Girl," know me like that. you yeah. never know me like that. So it's Mm-mm. it's strange. And the reason why I know you don't know me like that is that I don't ever refer to my white friends as sis. I use your first name, True. Morgan. 
Mayor oh gosh. <laughs> Is that, a, is that a dude Morgan or a girl Morgan? Oh, that's a good question, I'll, actually. I mean, yeah, nowadays. Mm. But yeah, I just refer to you as your name. I call you my friend. I call a lot of my friends friend. You see, I like yeah. gender neutral. See, I'm say you didn't call me sis when I walked in here. Damn. That's offended. Nah, that's all right. Very offended. That's cool. Time has passed. Okay. I'll see if I can work it in there for you. Nah, yeah, it'll come in. It'll come in, sis. Don't worry. We got you. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, I sh- what I should have said. You, girl. What you, I should have said was sigh. nothing. <laughs> Deep sigh. See, when you complain about something, then we have to make a point of it. Mm. But yeah, speaking about our friendships. Oh and lord. Oh, where lord. we just want to take this, listeners. This is it. This is the moment that you've been waiting for. We've been calling you listeners and just trying to get a sense of what you want to hear us talk about. Talk about more relationships, you said. Even though we said that that was a boundary of yours. Very disrespectful. But you asked for it, and so we're giving it to you. And at first, I resisted. We wanted to be different, but then we realized this is a beg. Nobody can do what we do. Like my father in heaven, we have heard your cry. This is really the Sermon on the Mount, isn't it? And you wanted us to talk about relationships, and we pay homage to our men on here. Male listeners, we love you. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, this ain't going to be it. Mm -mm. Well, this has been a really great time, ladies. (laughs) So with that strength, with that energy, with those vibes, we're going to be talking about opposite sex platonic relationships. Yo, get this airport out of here. I can't never get old. This just went to a whole new level. Wow. I'm witnessing this this moment. You in just history. got the best intro all time, Fez. I hope you're honored. Mm, I'm I hope you're acknowledging this momentous occasion. But we're women. How can we talk about this stuff? It's gonna seem a little one-sided, no? Mm. You may have noticed that there's, you know, a bit of a deeper voice. There's, you know. You can set some testosterone in the area. Where? And that's because we're going to be bringing on one of our first guests. You know, we may not sound like we're musically inclined because we sound kind of strange on here, but we can bust a tune. We can sing a note. And we're lovers of the arts. And so it made sense that our first guest had to share that same passion. Mm. So without further ado, we would like to introduce our guest, Fez. Hello, Abeg listeners. It is I, Fez. It's lovely to hear you all. I'm done. <laughs> this is why I don't bring you places. <laughs> bring me places? Bring her. Okay, I was going to say, I just came here. This is why I, just, I can't take This you is your way. house. This is confirmed. Wow. Yeah, she don't take me out. It's okay. I do Before that. I was really interrupted. I was going to say, <laughs> it's lovely to be on here, ladies. I've been listening to you for a while, and I'm impressed. You guys are, you guys are amazing. Stop it. Say more. Which oh one? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we are going to be having conversations about like opposite sex friendships, and we're going to be doing things the Abeg way on here, but... You're an artist in your own right, mm-hmm. and it just didn't make sense to also bring up some of the really cool stuff that you're doing, because we only have doers on here. We only, like, we only befriend bad bitches. Thank so, you. 
This is indeed true. Yeah. Mm. So I thought it was just, it would be a good opportunity to blend a little bit of what you do mm. with what we do and, you know, a do-do. I love it. Artists a helping artists. Artists support artists. That's what it is. Yes, mm-hmm. I love. That's what we're here for. So I guess to like transition, this is, this is going to be a hard cut. Whatever. Let's, let's start with album talk. Album. Mm. I remember the first track that you played me. I think it was the intro track. It's called Bow Down. Mm-hmm. Definitely the beginning like of an apocalyptic begin- like event. You, you hit it right on the, the head. The heavy 808s, the kit breakdown. It reminded me a lot of... There's going to um, be 808s at the, uh, at the apocalypse. I just want to let you know. Yes. It's just, I'm you know, here for it. I'm pretty sure that's in the message somewhere. Oh, yeah. No. I think it's so. It's somewhere in, in Revelations. There. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. 29. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Of course. Verse 42. Look yeah, you know where it says where it says and thunder rained down with mm, eight oh eight. Mm, yeah. Come on now, <laughs> hey, there it is. Immediately when you started playing your song, like I knew like where this was taking place, and you like it's the song set the tone for the album, and you'd mentioned that you pulled a lot of like inspiration from Revelation. So yeah, just let me know like what when it came to because you also produced this track if I remember correctly. So this is actually one that I collabed with with another producer. Um, whose name escapes me at the moment, but he's amazing. Um, and when I say collab, I heard his beat and I bought the rights to it. So, but that's what we say in the biz. So no, but yeah, I heard this and, um, it was like, I make sure that if I'm going to buy something, cause like if you're buying a beat, like, and for all my fellow artists out there, here's a real pro tip. If you're going to buy a beat, firstly, buy it exclusively because that means Mm -hmm. no one else can you know, buy it. But also, make sure it's something that you actually, like, can't make yourself. Like, if mm. you if you just hear some, I can make, I've made so many trap beats on my phone, like, it's, like, no problem. But, yeah. like, you know, I heard this, and, you know, and I did actually, you know, tweak some of the things. I actually did, like, a little bit at the bridge and play some stuff. But the majority of it was, was this producer. And, um, but it was just, like, the sounds were unique. It was captivating. It was interesting. It wasn't just, like, you know, generic wave, you know, and I was like, I can see, I can see like a, like a, a picture in my mm. mind when I listen to this, you know? And so that's, that's what I was like, you know what? I see potential for this. I feel like I have something to say on this and I'm going to use it. And yeah, so I did. Why do we start like, cause that's the first track. It was, it yeah. felt like very dark. I mean, I, I love morbid sounds, and I love whenever people get into their emo bag, but it was weird <laughs> to start off so dark. Like, was there, I mean, obviously, you know, I've heard the entire project, so I knew the direction, I know the direction that it eventually went to, but why, why start in a place that sounds so hopeless? Mm. Oh my gosh. I mean, great question. Um, and I think, you know, a couple things, you know, I think, there's been a very big trend in recent music. It's just, it is very, it just, even if the music sounds happy, everything is pretty dark and dismal. Like, I mean, you look at like Billie Eilish and like yeah. all her songs yeah. and like, girl is sad. She is sad. She, she needs, <laughs> like, I don't know if she very. is, like, I, I believe she's talking to a therapist. She sounds like someone yes. who's like having a conversation with a therapist, but is also still going through some shit. Yeah. And I, you know, I think just in general, especially, you know, this is this is the privilege of, of of the West to like be able to have like all the news, all the bad things happening right on your phone, so you can read about all of them, and you know the ability to compare yourself to literally everybody everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, 
everything instant anxiety yeah and it's just like you know there's truth to the whole thing comparison kills with you know with kind of the rest of the album the whole point is like in order to build you know you know paradise yeah something has to be torn down first mm. yep and you know, kind of the prefacing this, you know, for anybody who wants to go listen to the album, first of all, please firstly re- listen to it in order. Yes. But if you listen to it in succession, <laughs> it is the first half split pretty much right down the middle. First half is all tearing down all the things that need to go. Mm. Next half is building up the things that are being renewed and being restored and mm. culminates in, you know, a better kingdom. Yes. Than the one that was torn down in the beginning. Oh my gosh! I just realized that I didn't list your album name. I was anything. just about to say. <laughs> I was just about to say. Would you mind listing the album? And that's a good segue I mean, into calling gonna, it this kingdom. We're gonna plug you. We're gonna plug everything we're gonna that do you a plug do at, at the, the end. Beginning. We're gonna but, be plugging throughout. This is a shameless plug for I mean, Fez's yes. album. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, there is no shame for those who who call Christ their king. Come on, come now. on, that's I mean, the come kind, on. That's what we live for on here. Yes. Mm-mm. Glory. Glory to glory. Mm. So the album is called The Prince because, uh, and you know, it's kind of like a kind of a cheap way to be like, oh, who's the prince? You know, and it's like, obviously on the cover, it's me, but that's kind of a trick. It's like, oh, you think I'm the prince? Let me show you the real one. And I'm saying- Bamboozling people to Jesus. I like that. And for my my, uh, history and literature nerds, you'll you'll recognize that this is also the same title as once Renaissance writer Niccolo Machiavelli's The Prince, which kind of oh my god, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I'm, history. Bars. I'm just saying. Look, Bars. y'all don't even understand how much of a huge nerd I am. I sound really nice and like you know cool with like this low voice, but first of all, this is just after a weekend of of doing a bunch of gigs, so you're not even really hearing my real voice. So just pitch me up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like um. The whole deal with his book is like it's kind of like it's it's very multi-layered, but like the whole deal is like it's like how a prince should rule. It's kind of like the mm-hmm. the idea. Um, that's a, again general overview of like very bird's eye view, but like that's kind of like the whole vibe of like this is like what a prince does. This is how a prince should rule, etc. And this mm-hmm. is like what they do. Um, and so this is kind of like saying like okay, this is what the prince will do mm. and what his kingdom will look like. If I was someone who wasn't a believer. I don't think that I would immediately get Christian artist from listening mm. to that project. Do you consider yourself to be a Christian artist, an artist that also happens to love Jesus? What, where's the line for you with the kind of music you put out? Well, isn't that the question of the hour? Right. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I mean because I feel like I feel like it's you're either like a you're either like a Kanye, a Katy Perry, or like a Tori Kelly. Mm. If you cro- if you're treading the line between like secular and Christian artists, like I feel like it's either oh this person left the church and is now doing secular music, or this person used to do secular music and now is labeling things as Christian, mm-hmm. or like Tori Kelly who like kind of dances between both. Yeah, you know. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I've thought about this a lot. I mean, because I mean I kind of hated the old trope of just like you know I'm not a Christian artist. I'm an artist who's a Christian. And I'm just wow. like you know like. Like, wow, you're so profound. And I'm just, <laughs> like, you know, yes, I mean, that's probably the camp I would align myself with in yeah. that. But I think, yeah. Because you, you unashamedly talk about your faith. You yeah. don't hide it from mm-hmm. people. Like, anyone who is a believer peeps instantly that this is something that references and talks about God 
throughout the entire yeah. project. Yeah, and even but if it's I also don't, like, yeah, it's like yeah. I, it's all from a Christian perspective. Like mm-hmm. everything I talk, mm-hmm. like on this album, like I talk about uh, spiritual warfare. I talk about racism. I talk about uh, you know pride. You know all this stuff, and like my goal is to have it be a perspective that is not just merely a human level, mm. you know, cause like mm. we have the benefit of seeing what God sees, you know, through his word and everything and everything else, you know, is kind of like subject to that. So, right. yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, I'll be honest, like there's some Christian art that hasn't really moved me. Mm-hmm. There's some quote unquote secular art that has moved me to tears. Like, yeah. right. uh, I mean, the Lion King soundtrack, like. Oh my gosh! Don't get me started. I'm just I'll saying, like, right I've now. had some no moments. <laughs> Five a.m. driving to work, just bawling my eyes out to, to freaking under the stars. Shout out to Hans Zimmer, I love you. While we're on the subject of the Lion King, do y'all remember, like, in, not the not the the redone Lion King, like the cartoon Lion King, yes, the, in the real where the good there's one. that whole scene, there's that whole scene Sorry, with Jason's that song. Wife. Re- um, dis- rejection, disgrace. Does anybody remember? Oh this my song? gosh, deception. Oh my god, disgrace. that song goes hard for no reason. Oh no one ever knows it when I'm talking oh my gosh. about it. That's here's the thing Lion King 2, one of the best Disney sequels. Thank you. Ever. Like, so Thank underrated. You. I don't know why. Like, it was the, sh- the fact that they put that straight to DVD. SMH. Mm-mm. I know. The amount of people who don't know that Lion King 2 exists or that Lion King 1 and a half exists, Yo, what? I think they're missing out. <laughs> Lion King, okay, Lion King one and a half is hilarious, and I need it's you to not take that from me. I mean, look, it's, it is such a good movie. It's I'm, here's the thing, like y'all, y'all know Shakespeare, right? Yeah, no, you know. So it's I like dabble. it's we, like we read. if we go on with the whole Hamlet, you know, is Fez calling everybody illiterate as well? <laughs> no, you you heard it here. Would you first, like to join listeners. the camp? Would you like to join the camp? I'll just do the whole Simon Cowell <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was actually a really good Simon. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> no, but like, you know, it's the whole like, it's the Hamlet, you know, thing is like, oh, Lion King is just, you know, ha- Hamlet with animals. Like, okay, fine. Yeah. But it's like, okay, you're going to take all like the, the emotional part and you're just going to look at Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, you know, like just two clowns. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's cool. But like also. I, I, I love all the references. No, it's good because I feel like there's someone good. who's like, I need to Google this and you should mm. Google it. Yes. We're not going to educate you on everything. Ah, mm. Can't spoon feed you. Just soliloquize. To be or not to be? That is the question. That is the Whether question. Whether it is noble in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or to take well, arms you really weren't kidding when you said you were a nerd. Look. I love it. You have, listen. Being, you know, very geeky, I, I know this about myself is that I like big stories. Mm. And you probably mm-hmm. heard that in music. I also like big sounds. You know, yeah. big, mm-hmm. you know, like cinematic experiences you know um because i think you know minimalism is cool and like plenty of people being able to do that especially like you know in the day and age where you can literally have a studio in your bedroom yeah you -hmm. know i think there is something lost of like okay you have to prepare a bunch of musicians and go into a studio and record something Mm -hmm. um you know and i mean obviously again it's cool that we can do that but there is something lost there uh, I mean, especially, you know, like, I mean, I don't want to have to 
bag on trap music. I don't want to be that no, guy. No, do it. Well, do it. Do it. Have a problematic stance. That's what we do here. Yes. Welcome. Welcome to a big podcast. I mean, it's not, not a, it's not a I feel like it's not problematic at this point. I feel like it's just a meme. Now it's just no, like. No, it's not problematic. We just need to. Everyone has a thing they need to drag. Yeah. You know, so if trap music is the hill you wish to die on, it's not. So it's really it. not. It's just, just. It's a hill I want to pass by. <laughs> you know? Oh my god. Well, here, look. Okay. First of all, if if our listeners are a little bit, they have to be more strong-willed than this. We say yeah, some kid. really wild things. So if oh, I know. trap music is going to be the thing that lets you leave here, clearly this is not the podcast meant for you. For you. Oh, believe that me. That is true. Uh, all right. Well, if you're going to give me permission, then. Yes. Shoot. Do it. Uh, trap music is boring, and everybody uses the same beat. And uh, y'all not actually, like, oh my gosh. Okay. So here's the thing. Being someone who knows some music theory, I have yes, seen way. Oh, come on, music I have known, theory. seen way too many commercials for like production kits being like, you don't even have to know music theory to do this. And I'm like, well, you should. No, you yes, should. I yes, hear you, you guys. You don't sound yes, good. Really I don't know do. who's telling you. Like, oh my gosh, like the fact that people can just program a chord, like, you don't even know what that means, do Yo, you? Yo, I'm still stuck on no, you don't, don't sound good. <laughs> you don't sound good. No, but Trash. it's true. That's- All these people are like, they'll buy a beat mm. from somebody else who sampled like two different songs that actually like harmonically don't go together, but they think it sounds like edgy. And I'm like, why are you trying to give me like, why are you trying to mess with my synesthesia brain right now? I'm sorry. This is not working. Like people say like, oh my gosh, like, like they listen to a beat and like, yo, this is hard. I'm like, no, it's not. No, no you, it's not. No, but that's the thing is they don't actually know harmonically mm what hard sounds like because if they really knew what hard sounds like they'd be listening to pocketbell's canon on repeat okay and <laughs> slaps for no reason <laughs> there's a reason why you have you? to study there's a reason why you have to study that shit in like advanced theory even though it seems super simple it's because it goes hard for absolutely no it's reason very, like, like the things piece. that it's doing like in pa- like the patterns that are being called in harmat- mm. harmonic patterns, it goes hard. These people really don't know what goes hard. They're like, just hear heavy 808s and they're like, mm, yeah, that's not, I'm like, that's not what that is. Mm. I mean, like. But it's become yeah. a lot of background music. Is Yeah. Yes. And it's like, it's just, you know what it is? It's just, actually, I don't know what it is, but I just don't like it. But No, that's fair. I know. It's like, I don't know. It's. Please be a music nerd. It's lazy. Me. It's what it is. And. And I want to hold you artists to a higher standard. I, do. I really do. You artists. Y'all, y'all better than that. But, you know. Saying like you're not also an artist. But, you know, I think. You mean like trap artists in particular. Yeah. I mean, I actually, so I mean, <laughs> I say all that, but I do actually have a song with a trap beat on it. No, you don't. But he does. After all he of does. that. After <laughs> all of that. No, no, no. But. I don't just leave it there, you it's know? It's kind of hilarious, because that's mm, one of my favorite okay. tracks. Okay. You know, so, and I, it's one of my favorite tracks, too. But, like, I try to make it more than just the regular wave, you know? And I try to make it, mm-hmm. you know, I try to bring it, yeah, like, a little bit more, like you said, a little more cinematic. I try to, like, yeah. bring in some, like, mm-hmm. interesting sounds to, like, make it, um, like, you can feel the music. Like, you can... Instead of it just, like you said, just being background music. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's really, again, what it kind of comes down to for me is like, okay, is this music raising my, you know, reality? Yeah. Or is it just, it's just going to be off in the distance? Because like, 
that's how music is for me like that's why i'll put music on in the car so it's not just like i'm not just driving but like this is my yeah you know i'm gonna be a little bit prideful this is my this is my movie you know this yeah. is like my this is my cinematic you know uh soundtrack and you know if if it doesn't do that for me it's like what's the what's the point of art if it leaves you where you are Mm. you know and mm. like that's like bars come on so like, I, I like that do you need to say bars. that again for some somebody needs Look, to hear if, that if art just leaves you where you are like what's the point of it i mean there's a mm. i mean some of you who know lord of the rings like know J.R. tolkien and one of he said this thing that was really really impactful for me is like he was asked like uh do you consider your your books your you know your mm -hmm. art to be escapism and he said you know, yes, if you mean it by my intent of the word, meaning a man escaping from his cage. Because mm. it's, so, it's so easy, especially in our, you know, in our world nowadays, to think that just like, you know, everything that you see is just what it is. Like, that's just mm. it, you know. Especially like, you know, people who, you know, don't believe in God, just be like, yep, this is all there is, you know, just deal with it. And that doesn't bring out the best in people. And I've seen like, right. it's like, if this is what we are. Okay, I got to get everything I can. I got to make sure that I do what I want for me. It's like, but yeah. there's so much more to like this reality than we don't even see. We don't like. I want to, I want to bring us back because I want to help us mm -hmm. transition over. Um, mm. You were talking about just like where music is and it not taking people anywhere. And this idea of like, there's not, we're losing that sense of maturing <clears throat> with our craft and making it a priority to to grow and I mean that's what we're here to do on the podcast is to essentially become better people and when it comes to our male female friendships like part of maturing is understanding that like I've been a really shitty friend mm -hmm. especially to my guys in a sense like that is something that has been broken and I'm currently working on rebuilding because I know early version of me spent so long and I, i'll let you guys also speak to this but especially like early me this think like middle school which is like a chaotic time oh no where you oh, just no. like i mean i don't know about the other girls because i was not a popular girl listeners you know i wasn't but a popular girl either. <laughs> 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 let me try to blend into this in podcast. spirit in spirit but i spent like i feel like so long trying to be the prize like the girl that guys wanted that i didn't actually focus on being a girl that guys wanted to hang out with like that seemed mm. like a crutch and then when i went to college it was like i'm so surrounded by all of this masculinity in like the in computer engineering that i was like why do i even need these friendships all the guys here suck where it's now at this wow. point that's a lie because i do have some friends and they're great but it was a mm -hmm. lie and it made me like, I still didn't see the value in having those kinds of friendships and having those kinds of relationships. And it wasn't until, honestly, really, I would say max five, five years is, that's, that's a little, that's giving myself a stretch. I'll say two to three years that I really started hmm. seeing, you know, we're trying to be honest here. But two to three years where I really saw that it was important for me to kind of prioritize those types of relationships and to see that they did add value to my life. What about you, Fez? Like, where, like, what was your journey like with being like friends with girls and mm. figuring you out that? Tell time? us about your friendships yes. with girls. Well, I got two right here, so. Aww. Oh, wait, I'm your so friend. Of course. Sweet. 
Everybody's oh, my so everybody's my friend unless they prove me otherwise. Well, well, no, that's not special anymore. <laughs> no, I don't, ex- I don't receive it no more. I'm I was, like I felt so. Uh, you see, listeners, this is why you, this is why I don't have male friends. See what kind of rubbish they be saying. Everybody's well, different. guys, my job is done here. It's been a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Just out here calling everybody their friend. I don't feel special now. No, I'm not special. That's what he, that's what Fez just said. Fez said you are not special. I mean, look. Wow. No response, huh? <laughs> no, Bet. no. But no, give us the real Bet. real. What was it like when, well, yeah, what was your journey like with just figuring those kind of relationships? Because, I mean, I'm not a guy. I don't have those, hmm. I don't have those X, uh, what are the chromosomes? X, Y? There we go. I don't have yeah. the X, Y. Men have the Y. I mean, look, you didn't have to take it there. Like, <laughs> Remember, <laughs> our listeners are illiterate. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <Yo>. God. <laughs> Like, you said it. You said it. You said it. You said it. Wow. No, I'm just playing. Wow. I failed on my science classes, wow. but that's okay. Wow. Um, good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess the friendship part was never really an issue. Mm. I guess I actually get along pretty well with girls. I'm a popular boy here. Mm, no, I I, I was well known. That's the difference. <laughs> Ooh. You know, sometimes being well known is not the thing you want. Mm. No. No. But like <laughs> Do you have a lot of female friends right yeah. now? Of close female friends right now? I mean, yeah. I mean it's I try to definitely keep some distance between some female friends, especially having a girlfriend. Yeah. You know, this that can get dicey. Yeah. But that's just oh. that's just wisdom, mm-hmm. you know. And it's not mm-hmm. like I'm gonna treat them less as a friend. It's mostly just like yeah. some yeah. boundaries. Like boundaries okay, are healthy. I'm not gonna be we in my house alone in with you. Household. You know, it's like stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, I was a floater. I definitely like a lot of people knew me, mm-hmm. and I, you know, but I never really was in an in crowd. I never had a, a like mm-hmm. crew. Yeah, I was kind of just like, oh hey guys, y'all know me. What's up? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Go back and um, be alone. I feel like it's also hard sometimes, like, being raised Christian, like, I think there's a perception in some, certain churches, not all churches, um, like, certain church cultures don't necessarily encourage male-female friendships, Mm -hmm. and it's really difficult. Like, I remember growing up, like, obviously, I grew up in Lagos, and then I went to boarding school um, for high school, and that was the first time that I had, like, most of my close friends were guys. And I think, I remember so distinctly, like, telling my mom about some of these friends, and, like, or my dad... And the first thing my dad said, who's that boy? Are y'all going out? What does he want with you? What does he want <laughs> like, with like, what's you? Going, not, even, not even are y'all going out. It's what does he want with mm. you? That's a crazy question. You don't need, you don't need yeah, no I friends. I mean, that was my mom. She, she's the one to say like, oh, are y'all, y'all, you, you want to date her? Like, no, she's just my friend. No, my dad didn't even ask, do you want any? It wasn't, it's not even an it's option to want to anything. because I'm a guy and you're a girl. With that <laughs> That's <person>. the reason. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's like fully it. Fun that's fully it. culture. I mean, yeah, that's it. I feel like it's, and it's odd because I think on the one hand, like when you're younger in the church, it's like they're trying to make sure that you like, you know, there's purity culture, right? They're trying to like preserve your mind and and your body. And then you get to a certain age, you get to a certain age and all of a sudden they're like auctioning you off to get married. There's not really room for you to have like opposite sex friendships in a lot of church cultures because it's either that they're trying to separate the boys and the girls so that they don't do things that are unsightly and then at a certain point, all right, let's let them mix because they need to make babies. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I think everyone might be different, but I was talking to a friend of this. I was talking to Maya, and I found out that I was a little 
I'm a little bit gendered with what I want from my male friends versus my female friends and mm-hmm. what I was able to learn from them. Like the three things, wow, the three things off rip that I knew that my male friends taught me and that deeply benefited my life was boundaries, like understanding that not mm. everything has to be said, being very mm-hmm. clear and direct with your communication. I think that girls mm-hmm. were good at understanding the, the kiniko, the context, the kiniko. Mm. Wow. You're really trying to get auntie <laughs> for our listeners. Kiniko means like, um, it's like the ephemera. It's like a, it's kind of like a word that just, it's, it's like thingamabob. Yeah. It's what we say. It's like thingamabob in yeah, Yoruba. We say kinikon. But it was one of those moments where I realized I don't have to always beat around the bush. I can just mean what I say and that it was okay to be wrong. I think like with my female friendships, one thing that I could never get over is if you say the wrong thing or if you even drink the wrong drink. You're, oh my gosh, you see what? Guess we should talk to her. And that is true. I I have noticed like girls, girls will rip you apart in secret. Yes. Like dudes will be like, and to your face in person, they'll be like, "Yo, you want to go grab a drink? Yeah, bro." But Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like no girls are diabolical. Like we need to still have that conversation. We haven't had it yet because we have a predominantly because you know if we start that because if we start that conversation, it's not going to stop. I went to women's college. I have so many things to say about women. I'm sorry. I have so many things. Not to be like women. I'm going to fight you, but also like we love you. We are you. But we also because we are you. Fight women. We know the things that you be up to. And it was really refreshing to be among something different now that's not to say that there are women who don't exhibit these traits it's just that i mean i i went to school in like boarded in a boarding school in southern connecticut like it was giving very epitome white girl like barber jacket patagonia ll bean boots like it was just and in college like you you just don't see that many girls like you see them and be like oh my gosh finally one more of us this is so great (laughs) oh my god yeah i definitely did not have that experience your experience is not universal no that's just because i was well you're in a women's college but that was because i was in yeah that's why like which is typically very male dominated Mm -hmm. but it, it was nice to understand that this was a relationship that I not only needed, but I needed to prioritize. I needed to make it important that I mm-hmm. have really close male friendships mm-hmm. and that I was able to yeah. pour into their life in a way that would that is not and did not ever have to be romantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it definitely was like, again, kind of saying like it was fairly easy for me. I think that was partially because... Um, you know, I have an older sister, and so, you know, she shared with me all the traits of womanhood, which we will not discuss here. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, and I experienced them. Oh, no, you can discuss. Oh, no, you guys got it. Um, <laughs> he said, I'll leave you to destroy oh, no, I was, the women. I was, fully, I was fully inviting you to mansplain womanhood to us. He kn- no, he, he knew really the Dutch that, that test. He knew not to do it. On that note, I'm starting a new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Males with mics featuring. Oh God, (laughs) dear Lord! Males with mics, not males with mics. Tell me why I know exactly what that podcast is going to be talking about. 
my dad worked a lot, so I didn't really get to see him much. Mm. Um, that's not something I fault him for. It's just the way it was, yeah. you know. Um, mm-hmm. He owned his own business, so it's like obviously that was the case. I still got to see him a lot, but you know, a lot of you know the time that was being done raised me was my mom and my older sister, mm. um, and that was kind of like most of it. And you know, I did learn a lot from having an older sister. And like, there's certain things you, as a guy, like you should be in a space with women and things you should not do space with women. Mm. Um, I think learning that from women definitely helped. And I think that helped me definitely have more of a, I guess, positive, you know, lean toward positive interaction with women. Because, like, I have, you know, male friends who, you know, they have a preconceived notion of what it's going to be like, you know, hanging with women. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, more or less, I feel like, from a, yes, a man's perspective, but it's like a man's perspective with the intention kind of like, the antithesis of what we're talking about here with that like girls and guys can't can't really be friends yes. without anything mm-hmm. which are like as a guy mm-hmm. i'll be honest like it is hard to have female friends and not you know develop some kind of attraction for at least one of them like that's just it's ca- like yeah, yeah. if, if mm. she's hot she's hot and yeah. acknowledging that but at the same time like you know you don't have to indulge that exactly and i think we're definitely yeah. not very good at not doing that in, the, in our mm. culture so we're going to transition a little bit back into the album you know give mm. the people a bit of yes. a breather because we just dropped really some just back to a commercial break you know given that we just dropped some mm-hmm. knowledge on you we need to let that percolate in a little simmer um percolate 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 honestly I'm just here to echo. I'm really just. You know what's cool is that the, the word percolate so. kind of sounds like something percolating. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, Doesn't it's a, very, very great it's a great word. word. Actually it is a great word. But I for really once. liked how smooth this album was. I liked that it was. I liked that you told a story. There was one clear story that was going through. Sometimes I'm listening to albums and I have, I have no idea what I was supposed to get from that. You and just have to listen to it like 20 more times and you'll get it, dude. <laughs> But what I really loved was, I love whenever artists transition one song into the next, and I get to see how you are painting this picture for me through music. And with Gangland, the I loved how we see these 808s just like slowly transitioning, and then you have like the Gangland, you can see Gangland, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, that, is this the no, trap? This no, it's not the trap. This, trap, is, actually, trap, this, trap. this is actually really... Uh, it just goes hard. It just goes hard. <laughs> I don't even know really how to describe okay. it. It's like, it's giving very, um, like, this is only the people who know will know. It's giving like YG's Bick and Back being okay. bold. Mm. <laughs> okay. That High was praise. a reference that, that was a High very praise. deep reference. I, like, that I, I remember when I first heard understand. that track. Um, first of all, any other listeners, if you know what that track is, we're friends in my head already. <laughs> but it would just remind me of something. I'm, I, don't, I don't throw up gang signs. I'm not gang affiliated in any ways. Cle- yeah. look at, listen Neither to my am voice. I. I want to make <laughs> that clear. Not even close. Like, of of the of the melanin in this people. room, of the melanin in this room, I have the least. So <laughs> we're just such soft people. I still got some, but still the least. We're very soft. People. We're just so soft, we're so sheltered. Soft so we we don't. But don't yeah, <laughs> and that's and I, I I do I am aware that like people are gonna be like, oh, why are you talking about this if you're not? It's like that's not the point. But you know? I don't it's think like, you're talking about it. I think not, that you. It's a it's a painting. It's a it's a exactly. comparison. And I mean, you can still. 
I like that you were able to reference that era of music because I love that era of music. There was something of just like that level of camaraderie and I think that was what you were trying mm -hmm. to show. Mm -hmm. um, you had this um, comparison with like the Bloods and Crips with like political activity um, and I think you would have had Demo this. Crips and Rebloodicans? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Stop. <laughs> got, Stop. Got, got a, you know, co-sign Kendrick Lamar on that one but, yeah. you know. Was that you had a like a line that said like building monuments, burning bridges, mm. which was also really good. I am very I, like mm. I don't like to pat myself on my back, but like I am very proud of that verse. That was, like I am very, very happy. I, I liked it, and I loved how you were just able to show this like really cool transition of this is there is this like unhealthy tie to. Like, we like to be strong and wrong, but there's almost, like, unhealthy nature to not seeing, thinking that your own shit doesn't stink. Mm -hmm. And us, and, like, if we're looking at Bow Down, guys, we're not also, I'm not doing the full track list. We don't have that much time. We're mm. just hitting the highlights. Mm. But yeah. if we're, when we're transitioning <laughs> from Bow Down to Gangland, we see, like, we're mm -hmm. in this apocalyptic state. And then you're now bringing up like these different teams, and you, like the first thing that came to my mind is that like man, like men are fighting each other, and we're basing these friendships over something that's so frivolous. Like we're not actually um, creating like these deep bonds with one another, and we're just picking the most convenient thing to tie us together and go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of like what I want want to try and bring to light is like there's obviously been a lot of stigma behind you know gang culture and you know, obviously, yes, like, there's a lot of, like, nefarious things that happen with that, but at the end of the day, what a gang really is, I have friends of mine who have gone into gangs or have come out of gangs, it's a family, you know, it's a way of, like, protecting yourself and, like, understanding that mm -hmm. it's just a very normal human thing to do, and that's why I compare something that, like, is, like, very clearly is, like, yes, gang, gang violence and all that, but then also it's, like, why do you think the political climate is not the same? Because, like, we compare like quote unquote the lowest of the low to like the highest of high like we're all the same like that's what right. they always say like yeah. besides the bandanas and giovanni suits it's all the same hatred tying the same noose come on and like you better know your bars bars and it's like bars it's, it's human nature and it's like it's and that's why you know i don't know if we'll get into this but like the next track is is demons and it's why there's so much more to it than just person to person mm -hmm. it is demonic yeah and mm -hmm. That's why, you know, you see it from all walks of life. What do you mean by de demonic? Our non-Christian listeners, they're just mm. like... Yeah, I was going to say, what do you mean like, by... Oh, they always want mm -hmm. to talk about witchcraft and wizardry. Let <laughs> me tell you something. So, uh, in the Stop. Bible, we are Stop told us. that we do not fight against flesh and blood, meaning mm -hmm. each other. Mm. We fight against uh, principalities, spirits... Powers! Powers that be. Because, guess what? For every corrupt system that you don't like, the humans can't take all the credit. Because, mm. you know what is evil is far worse than you realize that there's something that just wants to destroy humanity mm -hmm. destroy us and mm -hmm. you know we give into it and we you know capitulate with it because we either want our own gain or we're not even realizing it and i think that that's partly what i want to draw attention to in this kind of first part is like with both gangland and demons it's like you guys wake up like this is like, and I even like say in like, uh, in kind of the first first verse is like, uh, this kind of this whole image of a uh, kind of like this business deal between this guy's like, okay, hey, you want to join this gang? All right, here, just sign right here. 
okay, also right here, also right here. It's like, okay, great, great. Here's your colors. Mm. Uh, I gave your brother the opposite one so he could kill you. Uh, it's mm. like, oh, that's like literally what it does. It's like we, you know, sign ourselves mm -hmm. away to these things and we give ourselves to these things. And then we look at our brothers like, oh, well, you chose differently. So I guess mm -hmm. we can't, you know, resolve this. And it's like, no, like they're like, we are all fallen, all the fallen short of the glory of God. That's why we need to come together and realize that we are brothers and sisters. Um, that's the only way that that's going to be resolved. Not, not by trying to be the strongest or trying yeah. to prove our point. Like that's, there's something, if there's something worse than yeah. us, the causing this, there needs to be something better than us fixing this. Yeah, no. Right. And I think that when um, we look at our male-female friendships, we also kind of fall into that same thing. And I, I was very guilty of, it of a long time of building only one kind of friendship. In, the, in a lot of ways, it was very transactional. And I re my male listeners, please, I've repented. <laughs> but I was... It, Can't confirm. <laughs> she ain't using you no more. Yeah, fine. I value your friendship. But one of the things that came to mind when I was just thinking about this track and thinking about this episode was just what did I receive from my opposite sex friendships that I didn't necessarily receive from my same sex friendships? It was the importance of just being there for someone <clears throat> and not necessarily having to say anything. I didn't realize how much I didn't always need adv advice or I didn't always need a word. I just sometimes needed someone to be there mm -hmm. and just like sit with me mm -hmm. through something. And yes, I, I credit to my female friends now that I do have friends who do that for me, but the first time I really experienced that and saw how much it changed my life, it was my guys. Mm. Like, who would just, like, like, I could tell you're going through a bad day. Do you want to just, like, sit by me? And we don't have to talk, but I'll just be here. And I was like, that actually sounds really great. Thank you. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah, and then you also get the opposite side of the guys, like, do you want to talk about your feelings? Never. Never in my <laughs> life. <laughs> Which is, like, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a trope, and it's, like, you know, it's it's bears some truth. I've been lucky to have... Um, really really great guy friends in my life granted it is a minority because mm -hmm. like even with like some of my closest guy friends you know we still kind of have to like kind of poke and prod to kind of yeah. get at that um yeah it takes more work it takes a little bit more work to get guys to yeah rip it off and sometimes. i think because there's like a it's like you're not that men are guarded but it's like the, a lot of the men grew up in spaces where they don't feel com like yeah. they can open up and as for easily me it's like that's been true for me because a, I don't necessarily want to like burden anybody with with my stuff, mm. um, which is you know kind of an excuse because like look, people want to help you. Yes, Just be you're not open. a burden. Um, but oh, man, I lost my train. oh my god, I, the auntie me was like, "You're not a burden. Jesus carried your burdens." <laughs> <laughs> my God, you sound like my mom. My mom turns everything yes. into a prayer. <laughs> Tell me how I was like, Mom, I'm tired. She's like, I'm not tired in Jesus' name. Yeah, give me you strength. He said, Mom, sometimes. Yeah, I was like, Oh, this backpack is so heavy. She said, Your backpack is not heavy, are you? No burden shall be on your back in Jesus' name. Bear each other's burdens, y'all. Carry my backpack. <laughs> I, I mean, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't think my guy friends would ever see something like that. You're right. Like, she's just trying to buy, like, hit But yeah, and that's out. also another thing is like, you know. Um, one of my, I've realized myself is one of my biggest fears, and that does, you know, manifest itself in a lot of different ways in my life, is fear of being misunderstood. Mm. Not because mm. uh, I'm afraid of, 
what people think. It's just that I won't feel like, you know, again, just people won't understand how I feel or like, or worse, misunderstand me, obviously. And did you feel like you, when you, when, when you were forming like more relationships with women that that even if they didn't always understand you at first, that they were like taking those steps to understand you. And that that's kind of what made you drawn to those sort of relationships. I think probably, you know, I'm not the best at, granted, not the best at describing how I'm feeling. I'm very, actually very bad with words. That's why music is a great medium for me. Wait, you're bad with words, but you're a musician? You're clearly so here's good the thing. with words. It's just that here's the, the thing, music helps you bring it out. How long it took me to get these lyrics and who helped me pull these out of my mind. I am really actually mm. bad with words. And unless God intervenes, <laughs> then it, like, it takes me a minute. And especially if it's in the moment trying to describe how I feel, good luck. Like, and so I think, not all the time, but in general, I, f- I feel like girls definitely will give you more space to talk about that and mm. guys will give you some space but at the same time it's like it is like all right well that sucks let's go uh no. let's go hey. no there let's is go, there is go, some uh, some, there are some guys though like uh shout out my friend joe love you joe yes. you're great best friend since third grade Aww. um Aww. he's a very uh very extroverted ginger boy we live for healthy masculine If you don't kiss your homies goodnight on the forehead, like, do you really love them? Like, I mean. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I stand that. Yeah. That's a big approved. That just made my whole but, day. That was so wholesome. There is, you know, that just intimacy of brotherhood that, you know, is not, is not very popular nowadays. Yeah. Do you feel like there are things that you confide in? your opposite sex relationships that you may not necessarily bring into your same sex relationships like obviously like you mentioned that there's the core three and those are the people who like know you super well but that was there a like do you feel like there was a time where this was something that i only felt kind of comfortable bringing up with the girls and Hmm. that i would maybe wait a bit or like wait a beat before bringing it over to the guys for like whatever reasons whether it's shame guilt just like i'm feeling unsure about how they take that information Hmm. I mean, probably I was definitely a little more open talking about my feelings with girls. Again, just because there was probably just, I knew that they would probably give me more space than the guys. Mm-hmm. And so I would share, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't just like go and like, I need to go talk to my friend, you know, yeah. Michelle about this, you know. Um, but it would be like, yeah. if they ask, I would be a little more open about it. Um, versus mm-hmm. I probably would just be use minimal words just to to get my point across to my guys it's easier it's easier i think to open up in a space where you feel like you know other people are already more open to having those discussions whether they're guys or girls i think it just it it tends to be that the girls tend to be more open about that kind of stuff which i guess is why a lot of like my guy friends a lot of their close friends are women um just because they have an easier time opening up to them i mean they'll still have like very close male friends as well because obviously you need that balance but i feel like there is a space like they some i don't want to speak for them but it seems like there's they feel like there's more space to have those deeper conversations with their female friends that they might not be able to get from a lot of other guys i think that again i don't think that that i don't want to say it's not good but 
mm-hmm. I think it's definitely, you know, you should be able to, you know, confide with your guys. I think it's also just, yeah, yeah, confide like, in the boys. It should be the fact that you can share more with with your guys than than girls. You know, I think, especially like, you know, just in our culture. I don't know if it's the same way like all around the world. I mean, probably majority, but you know, hyper masculinity and like just doing it yourself and trying to just, you know, push through mm-hmm. it, you know, that's definitely very, you know, part of our culture here. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean I would I mean I would go as so far as to say as like most cultures in the world, like guys are not, you know, are encouraged not to, you know, be very emotional with their guys. Which is hilarious because if uh <laughs> If anybody needs to talk about this. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. They just need to uh, let it all out. Like, I mean, all the wars have been started by men. Oof. I would just like to note that. Mm-hmm. Putin, looking at you. <laughs> ah! Ah! I don't know if Putin listens to the podcast, but hey, if you're listening. Look, <laughs> I if, hope if not. No, I I'm hope he does so that he hears this. So he can get some please healthy don't, I, mail. Please, I don't condone this. I'm not. I'm. I don't. I'm not uh, inviting President this. Please. If this is <laughs> to, no, please don't say his name. We'll now get flagged by the, by the Kremlin. Please, no. And you're listening come to this. I beg. I beg. Pod, Vlad. That's oh, actually so crazy that you've been here, knowing that we talk about Jesus like this. I would like to welcome you to be part of the conversation. If it takes you, no, don't be part of the conversation. To realize that you need to right some wrongs, I'm willing to be that bridge. Why? Look at you. You don't want peace. You only want Mm -mm. problems. Always. I'm minding my passport (laughs) here. Okay. (laughs) Do you think they'll revoke your passport if you start? That's true. You guys can't take my blue passport from me. That's mm. why I can't say this. But yeah, Vlad, if you're out there, shout out, um, shout out to you listening to us talk about Jesus. Let's sit down and have a conversation about the other decisions you've been making in your life. Um, but yeah, continue to be listening. In fact, if you want to you know, plug our stuff in Russia, we'd be down for that too. You know, we live. I love the We need to tie thing. it all together. The chaos actually ties into the next track I want to talk about, which was Play God, which Linkin Park me... Um, um, Tonight will be mm. the night that I will fall for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Before there's redemption, before we start healing, it's like, no, let's sit in all of the mess. And I love mm. that. And you had this line that said, like, can you bear the weight of it all? And you know what? That's, that, this is not a friendship question, but this is a very a big question. I like that you, talk, you titled this play mm. God because why is everybody trying to be God? Why is everybody trying to help God? Did God ask you? Mm-hmm. Did God require your mm. help? Did he say, please help me, even though I'm God, even though I can't see Gosh. everything, even though I know all things, please help me. Well, because the problem is, if you remove God, then the only one who else can take that role is one of us. You know, shout out to my literature nerds. Uh, you know, Frankenstein is a good, you know, kind of expose like on this. I like that you're bringing up all the classics. Look, Yikes. I'm just saying. None I'm of these kids are going to know what you're talking about. But, but that's they okay. will. Yikes. Yeah, they will. Some, yeah, some they will. Our listeners will. are not that much younger Most than us. Of Most of our age, our listeners are our age older. Here reading Frankenstein? There's no You know what? Honestly, lots of people. It's required a, reading you know, in school. If, uh, if uh, man can create life, mm. you know, then it's like just look at how much devastation we could create. Yeah. Thank God we can't uh, without God. Damn. Um, and that's kind of like you know the whole deal with like you know play God is like you know you are just a man. Why are you trying to play God? 
and mm -hmm. you know Sorry. it's in the kind of the beginning of the song it's like it's kind of trying to take down the pride of like hey stop you know get off your high horse and stuff like that but then also addressing the thing of like mm -hmm. you know it's just take this weight off of you man like because yeah. like you have some people who try to play god and like try to be the most powerful try to like puff themselves up and be like yes this is like i'm the most powerful and then you also have people who try to control everything and make sure that everything goes right that's, That's the same me. thing. That's the same spirit. He just called me out. <laughs> and, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I think about, you know, all the people in my life, you know, I tend to attract uh, anxious people, like, like three of like the most close people in my life all like have like pretty substantial anxiety. That's and I'm just like, why I like you. Well, yeah, it's oh probably gosh, why I like you too. You should probably uh, talk to somebody about that. No, I'm just playing. No. No, Draggy. you're great. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, there's speaking truth to power and then also having grace for people, you yeah. know? Because I think there's, you mm. really do fall into one of those camps. You're either going to think you're hot shit or you're going to think you need to take care of everything or else everything's going to fall apart. It's like, no, man, stop trying to play God. Mm -hmm. You're not Morgan Freeman. Mm. What What is, while we're still in album talk, what is your favorite track? I'd have to say probably the title track, The Prince. Mm. I do just like just mm. overall sound wise and just message wise. It was your vocals on that. I was I really I I Thank was tired that much. day, so I didn't really emote. You were, and I was like, hmm. I didn't yeah. emote at all. I she <laughs> I, like you are like a great like just if you want to shut down, just like you you could be you could be a great poker player. Oh yeah, like when yeah. I can't do emotions like which is why it's so funny whenever people are like oh my gosh you're so extroverted like clearly like people feel it's like no this is all a facade are you an extrovert no okay i was gonna say like no not at all nope like it's all it's all a mask it's all this is all a personality <laughs> this, it's a facade you see this hype girl on the, on the podcast that's not who i really am goes home and cries while goes home and, <laughs> wow she really said what she been she really goes said i've been lying to you for but almost yeah a year. No, i think like it was <laughs> I felt so bad because I just couldn't emote and I don't, I didn't, I hadn't eaten all day, which, and I didn't want to get snippy. So I was like, let me just sit down and listen to the tracks and write my notes on it. But I, I love a good vocal. I've always loved a good vocalist. People don't understand how to layer vocals anymore. And I'm talking about like the pop girls, the girls that actually sing. It's like, why am I just hearing you? You don't want to double it. You don't want to add a harmony and ooh, ah, nothing. You think that your voice is strong enough. You're not Adele. Mm -mm. Even Adele uses uh, harmonies. Even Adele uses harmonies. She does. She really does. I she takes advantage of them. I love that you stuck your vocals and that you just kind of got very creative musically. It was so refreshing to hear, especially uh, like when we're moving into like the rebuilding part of the album. It was nice to like hear the levity in your voice. And it was it was a really cool transition to see like a lot of the darkness in the album came from the instruments, but when we brought that levity and light, like it was really your voice that was kind of pro propelling that forward. Esther. You I listen, mm. you know. Gas me up. <laughs> and I mean, crazy enough that your favorite track was um, the Prince, mine was Holy Land. I do like that one too. It was a really good song. And I think it was my favorite because it was such a drastic transition. It was the first time where I was like, 
there's been a switch. And I feel like maybe it might have happened around, I think it was the track before Shades. No, so it's uh, right after Play God is when this was happened. when this happened. Okay, but it was yeah, mm. literally Holy Land was like ah something's like different. We're like starting to begin the like the happier part of this. I put my quotes up, listeners. But the happier part of this mm. track, and it like happens with just I think there was like some piano, like just a really really mm-hmm. light soft melody going. Kind of flex there. my uh, composing skills a little yes. bit, just a little extra. There was you were able to be very consistent with what your sound was on this album and show that there are two completely different ways to kind of portray that. Yeah, and I think that was also part of kind of my worry too, especially with like a track like Demons, which is like, you know mini spoilers but like for most of the song it's like it's not a hopeful song no <laughs> it's like literally talking about like spiritual mm-hmm. warfare in that sense and part of me is afraid like okay if like christians hear this and they hear this song they're gonna be like oh he's a devil worshiper then it's just like but you just gotta listen to the lyrics man you know i mean even just looking at christian history is like it's so not primp and pretty like it's yeah. you know i mean we're again we're dealing with you know demonic powers we're dealing with the powers that be at this world we're dealing with our own you know issues in in our flesh and everything it's like like what what made you think that this is we we obviously have like hope because we have you know the hope of a perfect world we have the hope of a perfect savior of a perfect uh life one day with him but we and again in order to get to that we got to get through all the bad stuff too and you know i think it's important to remember that not only for christians but also for non-christians be like hey Yes, we experience this too. Mm-hmm. Where's your Where's your hope? Happy times here, yeah. yeah. But like, let me show you. There's a there's, there's more to the story. Yeah, you know. There's something within us that requires that only that's something bigger than a human needs to solve. Mm. And I mean, we all we're out mm-hmm. here talking about like breaking generational curses and generational trauma, but there there is a lot of hurt and anger that is just passed down through Mm. that i truly believe only god can fix yes (laughs) because if if i had to put my faith in humans humans are the ones that mess me up Mm -mm. they're the ones who made me like this you're the reason i'm crazy that's why i got a cat (laughs) (laughs) i want to make sure i'm respecting people's times yes but last question we're gonna bring it back down to male female friendships um, you mentioned that you had an older sister, and I guess, like, how does the relationship that you have with your sibling compare to your female friendships? And is there, are there any boundaries that you have between them? Are there, is there anything that kind of influenced one or the other? And Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my relation with my sister is, thankfully, I have a very good relation with my sister. Um, and obviously not everybody has that, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but I've been blessed to have that. Um, I think, you know, as a guy, our kind of natural inclination when it comes to any woman in our lives is to defend them and to protect them. Mm. I think that's true whether they're your mom, your sister, or your friend, or your wife. You know, it's like, that's, I think that's a good thing. I think that that should be cultivated more. I don't think that we, I don't think people appreciate that really a lot more because it's like, again kind of coming back to that, like, okay, you do you, and then you, and I'll do my thing. It's like, we don't want to, we don't want to interfere with anybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've been through, I've walked through some pretty terrible things with some of my female friends mm-hmm. and, you know, try to be there for them, protect them, make sure they're safe. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it is kind of weird for me having it kind of, me kind of come to that role as a younger brother. Because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, yes, she's my older sister. Yeah. And I think you guys probably have a similar thing of, like, respecting those who are older than you. And it's like, yeah. that just kind of being... Well, Demi's an eldest child, so she doesn't know. <laughs> so she got, no, I yeah, I she got no respect at all. I know. Um, <laughs> Say it! <laughs> <laughs> wow. The shade. You should I be. I feel attacked. I'm being bullied. This is, again, you know how it discrimination. Feels. <laughs> <laughs> say it fast. Say the things that I want to say. I'm always attacked. Mm-hmm. I can't always Excuse you. Senior, so I can't always insult mm. her like I want to. Thank you for saying it. Thank Actually, how old are you, Danny? She's... I'm 25. I'm only six months When's older. When's your birthday? She makes sound like I'm a whole, like, three-ass years or something. Oh, March, so you just turned 25? March 4th. Yeah. Oh, so I'm older than all of you. I did. Yeah, you are. See? Right, so. See, I'm not old. In spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Say it. Good. See, exactly. Not very I'm, the, nice. I'm the one who's he- out here catering to Gen Z. Now, that was not very that nice. That Gen Z finds, you know, I'm kinship basi- with. I'm, I'm basically dead. Person. I'm basically dead. <laughs> <laughs> You're basically dead. Jenny's giving grandma vibes. And I'm the only one out here speaking to the youth. You know. Um. <laughs> I, I'm screaming. Um. Anyways, but like, yeah, I think, you know, this isn't a very big thing in the West, but like, I feel like you guys um, understand like, you know, the respect of like those who are older than you, um, even to our detriment sometimes, yeah. um, you know, but I'm, I'm five foot six, so I'm not really fighting with people. <laughs> I've been lying. Y'all probably oh, thought really I was like fight. at least six you feet. You really can't but fight. Like, mm-mm. I am a six small boy. Feet, yeah. Six pack. I am. You are six not. figures. Oh, oh wait, oh, okay. Baby. How tall are you, D? Oh my god. She's not okay, tall. maybe not that. I'm not five. She's still so tall. Yeah, yeah. That would make me like five ten. I'm five eight. I'm five nine. Yes, you are. I'm no, gonna you're stick not. with my height for mm. my own mental well being. Oh, right. Wow, okay. So that makes me feel terrible. Oh my gosh. I'm the shortest of this crew. <laughs> And here I am talking about Damn. men defending women, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. No, it's okay. You can still defend me. I mean, um, look, as I'm, what is it? The TikToks be saying that um, I need people to stop associating me with being a strong black woman. I'm not strong. Uh-uh. I rebuke it in Jesus' oh name. I'm soft. I'm delicate. I'm dainty. Oh Please treat me as such. <laughs> it's, the, it's the other one that makes me think it's uh I like have nothing to if add. you're gonna call me a bitch make sure to put sensitive in front of it yes. <laughs> whack asshole <laughs> i'm just like oh my I feel gosh that. man men are often like required to like even like younger brothers are seeing like make sure that your sister's okay make sure that you're taking care of her and things mm. are like going well and you want to find a healthy way to bring that into your female friendships because you do care and love them and it's very similar to a sisterly kind of love though i would like to this is maybe just me i don't know whether like i i'm always like kind of weary because I, I think one just because both demi and i we have both brother like a brother and sisters and so 
I'm very weary to be like, oh my gosh, like you're like my sister because in some sense I feel like mm, I have siblings. Like I have that relationship. And the reason that relationship is there, we had a sibling episode a while back, was like the love, the trust and the ability I can let my guard down with my siblings because I know that they're sticking with me through the long haul is different. Like with my friendships, if I do, if I cross a line, you're gone and you should be. Like that boundary is very important. But at the same time, with one thing that I have been able to carry over is that with from that I did learn from my siblings is that there's a level of accountability but no judgment. I'm never out here just gonna kill my like if you did something that was messed up, my inclination is not to cancel you for it or to judge you or to like wag my finger at it. But what I will do is hold you accountable, especially if I know that you can be better. Like there is that level of grace that I want to give you, but because I know that you're capable of so much more, it's important that I am a I play a part in not just making you a better person, but being Ion that sharpens Ion. Mm, there's the title for the episode. <laughs> Ion. <laughs> oh gosh. I guess on that note. Yes. We can I ask have, a question? I don't know. You've listened to it. You know where this is going. Uh-oh. Oh no. I think I'm going to start with Fez. Fez, how are you trying to be a better person today? Hmm. Pass. Nope. No. <laughs> wow. No, we'll come Try back again. To you. No, we're gonna come back to you. Uno reverse that. We'll come back to you, Esther. How are you trying to be a better? How, how are you trying to be a better person today, <laughs> wow. Esther? We'll come back. To you. Ladies um, first. That's, that's what I believe. Ladies I first. put him on the spot. To be mm. fair. Come to you. No, we're still but going to come to you after Esther. I'm always last today. I am. I think I, I keep underestimating, how sharp some of you men are. Which is really rude. I feel like that's, mm. that sounds shady. Male listeners, you know my heart. You know how I really care about you. But sometimes I feel like I'd be here, I'm like, wow. Like, even the kiss on the forehead thing, I was like, oh, that's so... I mean, <laughs> so I want to emphasize, like, most that men that so I tell wholesome. that to, they're like, what, bro? What are you, bro, what are you talking about, <laughs> bro? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, keep even your, hug your my lips bro. away I just, from my like, forehead. just, like, throw, like, a uh, deuce. I think I didn't realize how capable my guy friends are to be soft. And I think it's because I don't always wow. go to them for that. I am a little bit more gendered with what I'm looking for in my male friendships. And hearing like your perspective on that, I, like, I feel like I almost did those friendships a bit of a disservice. I like I've I love that. Like I and I've not I've not had that level of softness with my guy friends. And I'm like, wow, that would be not I don't need to kiss you on the forehead. I'm that's not okay. that. You don't need to kiss me on the forehead. That's, that's you know, boundaries. But oh. I like the idea that I can wow. have softer moments with my guy friends and like that's just as okay. And then that should be welcomed within the space. Mm. All wow. right, Fez, it's finally your turn. You know, We're back to you. How I are you trying to be a better person today? I've definitely underestimated how making sure that, you know, this is going to sound kind of selfish, but making sure that you're well rested and Say like it. properly Be like selfish. spiritually rested as well. Like not just like physically rested and like, you know, plugging our pastor's book, The Art of Rest, like what it means to actually be well rested so that like the purpose of rest is so that you can go do things, right? It's not just to stay in a constant state of rest. Like, you know, I think we definitely 
partially idolize rests on one degree just because we think of it as like, okay, we got to get to this. But like, no, rest is a tool to then go and do things. And I think I definitely am not always the best at that. And that's a bunch of different factors. But, you know, the point being is that rest is, yes, so that you can be replenished. But then you can also go and be a good friend to people, you know? And I know this about myself when I'm Mm -hmm. irritable, when I just say, I'm just going to tough it out. I'm just going to be, you know, I'm just going to do the things. Like, I'm not in a good mood to to help my friends. And they suffer for that. And when I, you know, also... Mm -hmm. When I'm spiritually rested and I'm actually like staying, you know, in my work that I can help them better to then, you know, give them advice and also, you know, give them a godly perspective and, you know, maybe even point them to God. Like knowing that Mm -hmm. I, I'm not good at that. I need to definitely get to a place where I can, you know, have healthy time with God, have, um, you know, a lifestyle that allows me to you know, get to rest so that I can then have the capacity to be a good good man to others. I love that. Male or female. How are you trying to be a better person today? I think the timing of today's talk is fantastic because I just got back from seeing a lot of my guy mm. friends who I've not spoken to in a long time. And I think I definitely need to do a better job at checking in on Why is this a thing? I feel like this is the second time um, we've learned this lesson. I, it very much is a. This is the second time I've said this, but I think it's like ever since I moved, I've noticed a lot more about myself that I, I gravitate to my routine a lot. I stick to my routine a lot, particularly because I'm so anxious and I don't like things going out of plan. And so sometimes when I have stuck to the routine so often, I haven't made time to see the people that actually mm-hmm. add to my life and add like depth and meaning to every day. I get so wrapped up in just trying to like make sure I don't have I don't get anxious like doing schoolwork and like work work and stuff that like I forget like hey I have a life outside of this. And a lot of that comes from not just my female friends but my guy friends too. Like just like a lot of them keep me very grounded. So I know I need to make a better effort at checking in on them and now I have no excuse because after seeing some of them they all live in New York now. So they're all going, going to, to constantly harass me. Like Way to ask you examples of how you've checked in on wow. your friends. <laughs> this is not an exam, okay? I'm not being. This is not a class. You're not no, adding to my 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 schedule as, of classes, as, okay? As iron I don't need a final. Iron, mm, come on. As iron, I don't need an. I don't need a final exam iron, here. Yeah. So too will I hmm. hold you to the things hmm. that you have said that you're trying to do to become a better person today. That's a good friend. Yes. Yes, but it's not a final. I'm not getting graded. I was grading so. you. Do you want me to grade you now? I'm just checking. <laughs> Do you want to no, please. Can I say I that okay. 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 in my it's life, okay. I have never mm. wanted a grade, and that includes when I was in school. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do our we're we're gonna do our plugs. <laughs> um, we'll start with the our beg plug because we want to oh, end gosh, yeah, on plugging this album mm-hmm. and anywhere the people can find you, Fez. So if you like what we're out here giving you, if you think this conversation was very fruitful, that it multiplied your life, mm. then you should follow us on mm-hmm. I Beg the Podcast. That's A B E G the P O D. Follow us on social media. We this are is your there. favorite part of every episode. Uh-huh. Do you know? You already know this. Why do I have to keep telling you guys these things? Do you already know? Because you enjoy telling them. That's why. You do this for yourself. I do this for the 
listeners. I know that they live for this as much as I do. Okay. <laughs> it makes you have feel a better. That they can look forward to at the end. But yeah, follow us on a big. Um, True. Demi, things on the listening apps. Yes, all the apps. If you are on Spotify, you can leave us a five star rating. Just give us a little, just just tap the little star thing and give us five. Not one, not two, no four or three. Five, okay. Anything less than five, don't click the star at all. It's okay. We don't need the rating, okay. We're all about. Hey, I'm in school right now. We're all about keeping the average very high, okay. We're all about having A's in this family. This is an African household. We accept no B's. So five star ratings. If you listen on I, um, Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review, a nice one. If you have anything mean to say, you can say it to my face and not Yikes. in the review. You anonymous asshole. Um, Fez, where can the people find you, you find and your project you and your album? MySpace. Uh, what? <laughs> what? Nah, no, we're not starting with I? MySpace. No, Please reject that one. Oh God! Please tell me that that th- account is not still active. <laughs> Please tell me I can't Google and find it. It's definitely still so active. You cannot. I promise you. Hey, look, I wish I was one day. No, in all seriousness, you can find me on Instagram. Facebook, if y'all still use it. Uh, <laughs> I just use Facebook for Gross. memes at this point. It's not even a real thing. Um, yeah. yeah, Instagram. You can find me on YouTube. And uh, you can find my music as well on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal. Anything you can, uh, you can possibly stream music on, you can find me. Please show some love on my album, The Prince. It would mean the world to me. Please enjoy. Even if you don't enjoy, Listen God bless anyways. you. Yeah, you can still listen and not. That's fact, okay. You have to listen and to we'll it to not here. enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. Look, that's a good I, point. But give just me give some negative streams. reviews. Give I love yeah. all press is good press. It's good press. Not us. Okay, you can give Fez that. negative reviews. We'll, don't give I'll us negative reviews. Now, okay. see, I'll not like you'll that. Be, see, I, you won't have a problem we'll with me. Add, you'll have we'll a problem with these lovely ladies at Abeg. That and that's on period. Because that's what guy girl friendships are about. Yeah. Bam. Stop the record. Look at us tag ends <laughs> together, and we'll add. We'll also make sure to tag. We'll also make sure to tag Fez's yes. Instagram and all his F- accounts in the description F-E-Z of this episode Williams as well. So you have F-E-Z easy access Williams with a Z. That is me. Look at that rhyming. You see, Demi, like, this is how you sell oh yourself. Gosh. This is how you sell yourself. I knew I was going to get a lecture about jingles. this. You need something that the people can remember. You're not abusing me for spelling a bag. Hey, if you're... Yeah, because you think they can't spell. That's why you spell it. Because when you say A B E G, you know immediately what comes after. Say it. You know you want to say it. You know you want to say it. No. 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 You can't say it. I would like for you. You're not gonna let me rest. A B E G. The mic's pointed at her guys. The P O D. I said it three times. Okay. Thank you. Let's go. Wants to fight me today. Follow us at Abeg. Follow Fez at Fez with a Z. Fez Williams with a Z. Two Z's, both Z's. And this is one wasn't enough. Nope, not not (laughs) enough. You need more Z's. And this has been another episode of Abeg Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.